0: Welcome to the Politics and Bros Podcast. This is episode 22. It is July 27th, 2020. I have no witty intro to play on here, so we're just going to get right into it, and I'm going to say hello to my good friend and co-host, Howell. How are you doing, buddy? Hello, Peter. How's it going? Yeah. It's good. I was going to try and freestyle some sort of intro, but I just have zero yeah. inspiration today. You failed. I did. Yeah. I did. We're going nowhere with
1: this podcast. I feel like
0: we're growing. <laughs> Well, you know
1: what? I'll tell you how I'm growing. Can I tell you how I'm growing? <laughs> how are you growing? Um, I placed my first legal online sports wager in Illinois within the last since the last episode of our uh, podcast. What What was the platform that you used? Um, Bet
0: Rivers, Illinois. Um, oh, from Rivers Casino. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. How, how so, was
1: it easy? It was super easy. Um, they were offering a um, a one to one match up to two hundred fifty dollar deposit. Wow! So now I have five hundred dollars in my account. Um, if that would works. you would you bet on? Well, um, not that I have a problem or anything, but I bet on the Premier League. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Wolverhampton Wanderers uh, won me some money that day. Oh, good! Uh, yeah, so it's not. It's it's super easy. It's super. Um, Super legal, which I should note, and I've been betting baseball pretty much every day since it's come back. So, which we'll talk about later. But um, it's nice when to you, have
0: gambling back in my life. When you bet on soccer, what are you? What are you betting on? I've never bet on soccer. Yeah, it was stupid. Um, but <laughs> uh, you, 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 you. There's multiple ways you can bet,
1: but most of them are um, you pick either one team to win or a draw. So because oh. the, the the result obviously in premier league you know you can have a draw yeah. so um <clears throat> uh so yeah usually it's like one team is like a little over even odds and then another team's of longer odds and then um, a draw is they're, they're kind of like all kind of even so you, you it's stupid because draws can soccer is so tight draws can really screw you it's really not a good sport to bet mm. um, but, but you did I, it anyway. Yeah, I, I had I had um, what do they call it? I had with DDTs or whatever from not not betting mm-hmm. so long. I had to bet something, and uh, it's it's a it's a good site. I I I've been exploring around with it, and it's been super fun. So that's my growth for the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, what's
0: been going on in the world? I don't know. I've just been betting. Um, we still have. A virus that's running rampant in this country. And I have a feeling that everything is going to get shut down again probably in the next few weeks. Great. Which, which bothers me to no end.
1: Do you, do you remember when we first started and talking about this when it was way back in January? We we're like, oh, we should probably talk about this coronavirus thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and i one of us mentioned like yeah we'll see how america does with its individualism and in battling this yeah well i think <laughs> we have our, i think we have our um our verdict on on how yeah we, we got our answer yeah uh it's kind of sadly poorly. poorly yes poorly um i did see today though that um, oh my daughter has made an appearance hi Olivia. <laughs> happy birthday uh, she shut the she walked away in horror yeah. um I did see today that there is evidence that cases may be plateauing. So mm-hmm. potentially um, we might be headed in the right direction, but uh, that this all does affect. And we started to talk about it last, last time, um, the school situation. And I think you told me uh, you have enrolled your son, not in the public school that he was
0: supposed to start this fall, but, but uh, Catholic school. Yeah, we did. Yeah, because so for some reason, where I live wants to be the first in the state of the, in the state of Illinois for everything. So we were the first um, town to uh, go on lockdown back in March, uh, and then the state followed suit like a week or two later. And we were the first to announce uh, that we were going to go to e-learning at least part time during the week. So two cl- kids would be in class two days and then off three basically, oh, and then they would right. be divvied up um and then that's where the way basically the rest of that's way the Chicago uh, public school system went and now of course it's changed again and now they're thinking they're going to go at least all virtual for the first trimester um of the year which has got yeah. every parent in at least around here going nuts and uh um, yeah. how do you work yeah so i'm i mean I'm, they haven't made that call for the catholic schools yet the archdiocese has the <clears throat> has the uh the say so but they haven't changed their minds yet so we'll see how long that lasts well, as you mentioned,
1: my kids are in CPS, and we're preparing for part-time um, instruction with one day of virtual and two days of guided learning, as they're calling it, aka playing in the backyard. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it it is interesting how it has become yet another like the science isn't guiding a. Or it, the science hasn't necessarily been the leading indicator of how we will approach schools in the fall. Right. Um, you know, I think Trump and his, uh, his campaign see it as a losing issue for them because if kids aren't back in school full time, the economy's not recovering. And so that's why he was pushing so hard for full reopening and threatening to withhold funding from states that- That didn't have or that didn't put their kids back in in school full time, which would be co- complete, uh, in my opinion, would be a complete um, failure of, of duty or failure of uh, to perform the duties of the executive. But mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you know that they they issued new CDC guidelines on on opening schools, and uh, they were pretty pretty. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I guess aggressive. Um, And I I mean, I will say for the record, I want my kids. I'm I'm not scared to send my kids back to school. I recognize not everyone feels that way. I would love my kids to be in school full time. So Mm -hmm. whatever I say about not sending kids back to school is not necessarily what I want to happen, but uh, what I believe will happen and probably is even maybe the right right course, but, um, it seems like most major systems are going to some sort of, at least part-time learning at best. Mm -hmm. Uh, but like, you know, how are we in a position where, where, you know, science is not leading whether or not kids go to school. Um, and we've got to this position where like, you're almost at school district levels making these calls rather than, than like, um, either Governors or or, yeah. or CDC, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah they are. I think you're right. I think they've been leading, leaving it all up to the school districts, school district districts to decide. But do you know? I know that several weeks ago, or at least a few weeks ago, the um, American Academy of Pediatrics, or whatever the the physician association is for for pediatricians, they were saying there's no problem sending kids back to school. Is that mm-hmm. have they reversed? Do you know if they reversed or if they, if that's still their position? I, 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 don't I don't know remember. about that yeah. specific organization.
1: I do know um, we had a friend over on Friday night who mm-hmm. we sat on our deck outside, so we weren't being um, we weren't spreading COVID, folks. So calm down. Um, <laughs> he he works for AMA. He's a okay. he's a speechwriter for AMA, and he said they are very much against uh, schools reopening. So I don't know oh, about okay. Particular. What's that?
0: I said, okay, that's interesting.
1: Um, so I don't know about the particular organization you were citing, but AMA I know is against it. I will say, I think um, it's interesting because people are kind of approaching this as like, well, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if this happens? And you can't, you can never get in a situation where you're com- create, you know, completely creating some sort of hermetic seal and protecting everybody. Yeah. A hundred percent. And if we shoot for something like that, you know, we're letting perfect be the enemy of the good. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I don't know, it's another frustrating conversation that we're, we're sort of having in the country, even though it feels
0: like we kind of know where we're going. Yeah. We had, we were actually able to go out for the first time in months to dinner. We went downtown to RPM Italian and we met with, um, Mm -hmm. one of my wife's friends from college and her husband her husband is a um a physician and actually um he's a pulmonary i don't know what the i oh a pulmonary icu physician okay so he's been like in the thick of covid forever Yeah. and the one question i didn't ask him was like hey what's your opinion should we open schools (laughs) i should (laughs) have but um he seemed he seemed relatively hopeful um but obviously um frustrated by a lot of the spikes um you know this is a guy who I said to him, I was like, Hey man, you've lost a ton of weight. Like you're really skinny. He goes, well, I can't eat during the day cause there's nowhere to eat in the hospital. The cafeteria is closed. He's like, plus I'm wearing, you know, layers and layers of PP, PPE. Yeah. Um, he's like, and one of which is a helmet on your head that, you know, that circulates air out. Um, he's like, so, you know, it's kind of hard to sit down and eat a sandwich with that thing on your head. Um, so, he is he's he's definitely frustrated that there's these spikes throughout the country, the cases have gone up. Um, but he seemed relatively hopeful that things were going to get better in the fall, but I didn't I didn't press him for additional information on why he thought that. But um I should have asked probably, him about schools too. Probably just so his
1: life gets better. He's just hopeful. Yeah, but oh I, oh yeah. <laughs>
0: he's one of those he's like you and me, like very social guy. He you know, when he sees a friend, he wants to give him a hug. You know, he loves to go out to eat. He's you know an yeah. Italian, so he loves food. And this this is totally you know screwed with his um, how he's lived his life forever. And just like everybody else, and you know he, he was he was definitely expressing that frustration uh, towards um, anytime he anytime he sees a person without a mask on, that's what that's what he feels. That's a, that's the visceral reaction that he gets. Yeah, that can he imagine. can't he can't have that human interaction that he craves, um, which I think is very typical. But you know, he was. Yeah, about it. I it would be
1: interesting to hear. Like, I guess this—I've read that there are some reports that say like kids under ten are basically virus killers. They'll like, they'll they'll they might get it, but they don't spread it, and they mm-hmm. don't really show any symptoms. So. Um, you know, there's that line of argument that, you know, like kids under fourth grade should be able to go full time and the teacher yeah. should have no problem. But I don't know. I, I, I think it's really complicated. And if we had just stuck to uh, being locked down for another month in, in June, we might be in a situation where we're like other countries where <clears throat> kids are preparing to go back to school and they have a, a testing and tracing program and, and to kind of, damp out the tamp out the the hot spots but mm-hmm. we're not so great <laughs> I'm not bitter or anything
0: thanks a lot America
1: yeah I, I hate to say we called it but we called it mm-hmm. um, so anyway there's that rant sadness
0: uh but but we still have people protesting for what I have no idea because I feel like it's changed a lot um, Oh. Yes. And let's don't talk about give, that. And that. Don't give a so shit about spreading a, a virus, but they want to exercise their first amendment rights, even though I don't really think that's what they're doing. But topic of the week. <laughs> so, <laughs> how do you want to tackle this one?
1: Um, there's so many, so many um, <clears throat> different things to talk about with regards to it. Uh, you know, I think. What's probably getting the most play is um, the the coverage of who the troops are that are being deployed to to sort of uh, address these protesters, mm-hmm. What authority they're being uh, deployed under, um, And, you know, has Trump sort of conducted executive overreach by doing this uh, and is he is he is he inflaming an already tense, situa- tense situation um, you know I one thing that I think is interesting is that like everyone feels like you either need to be on one side or the other but like you know he Trump can be wrong and the protesters can be wrong too you know right. it's like yeah. you don't that you know you don't, ha- and there some of the protesters can be right, and like Trump's deployment, you know the troops can be used to to um, defend or protect certain federal buildings or whatever. Like uh, it's just it's in that that middle section where everything gets lost. i um, I know you wanted to talk about kind of like w- the the reason behind the protest
0: and and sort of. What's going on there? Well, it's the thing that's starting to resonate with me more. The more I read and about all this stuff, is it's no longer about. It doesn't seem to be about George Floyd and police brutality anymore. It seems to be more of a anarchist sort of wet dream. Where you can go and break windows at a federal courthouse or ice office or whatever because you've got all this frustration towards god you know god knows what at this point um so i don't know exactly i didn't follow closely everything that happened in portland i know that portland has been sort of a shit show for for years because the mayor there uh mayor wheeler has done very little to tamp back antifa rallies and protests and taking over of city streets and directing traffic and not allowing the police you know forcing the police to stand down um so i'm not surprised that federal troops were sent in or federal uh uh, officers were sent in to protect federal property but it seems like it kind of spilled over and and got out of hand there but don't you don't you sorry finish your point no no go ahead i mean
1: I do feel like there can be, you know, legitimate frustration with sort of what's going on in America and society, and sort of where we are. And there's a bunch of people out of work who, you know, um, are trying to channel their frustration. But, um, and 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 honestly, like there's two there's only two um, cover two types of coverage of this, which is like kind of there's not much there's some in sort of Washington post, New York Times, um, which kind of I haven't read much about it, but it sort of seems to address uh, it doesn't sensationalize it and make it sound like it's too too dangerous, but it does sort of address some of the things going on. and um, and then you have the, the, the right-wing media sort of positioning and backing Trump as if this is like the next threat to America and the suburbs. Um, so it's, you know, I, I don't really know what to make of it. I, I kind of feel like much as if like it was a um, a Global economic summit in Seattle 15, 20 years ago. If you just yeah, let these th- people um, kind of have a couple days to vent and ignore them, that they would go away.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's it's not going away. I mean, it's been a lot of these a lot of these mayors and city councils have provided these people with basically the free reign to just go and destroy property under the under the guise of frustration and First Amendment rights. And that's not what civilized society does. You can't take, you can't neuter your police forces and prevent them, you know, basically say you can't use your crowd control tactics at all. We've done away with them. A lot of, you know, cities have actually outlawed them, um, Seattle for one. And now police are powerless to really do anything to maintain control and order in the city. Um, I understand frustration. I understand protest. I get that. This is not protest. This is just people being you know, destructive for the sake of being destructive. And they're using um, the bigger picture of what's happening in the country as as sort of a, um, a shield cover. and, yeah, cover to, um, to basically say they're justified in what they're doing. And they're not. Um, they're assaulting police officers. They're destroying property, federal and, you know, non-federal. Uh, business owners are scared out of their minds. Um, citizens who were just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time are getting scared out of their minds. And we're seeing crazy shit happen, like in Austin, where a guy drove into a crowd and just started shooting, um, because he was frustrated and sick and tired of protesters doing dumb things. And, you know, it's getting out of hand and... I think the sooner that cities, not the federal government, I think the sooner that cities, mayors, city councils, the municipal governments get a hold of what's happening in their own towns, the better. And I'm not talking about Chicago and the problems that we've always had in Chicago in in the south and west sides. I'm talking about this this kind of strange anarchist activity that you know. yes, we've seen it before, but never, I don't think ever really for this sustained amount of time. Um, and to, you know, this extent of destruction. Um.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like I, I and, and to, that's one thing is I don't know, like, is it, if you live in Portland, can you walk out and have a normal night out and walk downtown and get some food and not see anything like this? Or is it something, you know, I, I just don't have a sense for, um, sort of how chaotic things are there, um, <clears throat> and that's you know, is it is it a something that is you know you it's like I don't know we we've talked about how mm-hmm. the media can sensationalize and make something seem larger than it's ha- actually is. I mean, sure. Twitter Twitter is on fire with people um, with clips from these things going on, and are the bulk of people who are protesting, doing it peacefully and, you know, chanting and walking or, and, and are being sort of out, outnumbered or not outnumbered, but out uh, covered by the, the bad seeds in the crowd. I don't know. Or is it, has it become something where um, there is a continual constant sort of threat of violence and, and, and vandalism, that is beyond sort of, uh, um, uh, sustainable or acceptance. I don't know. I, but, um, I, 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 can tell you that I think that, um, sending in federal troops and I, I think that Trump did it not necessarily to, to he wanted to appear tough and he wanted to, again, create another, um, uh, scare tactic, uh, that look, I'm tough. I'm battling the radical left who wants to sort of flip over cars all across America and destroy your suburbs.
0: And I don't think that helps either. Oh no, I, yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, Uh, you know, and I'm not to say that this thing, that these, these actions, these activities, um, among, you know, so-called protesters are widespread and, and, you know, dominating cities, but that doesn't change the fact that they are happening, and that innocent people do get caught, caught up in the crossfire somehow, um, one way or another. And I feel like it emboldens people who who want to use frustration as some sort of free ride to 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 participate and to break shit, for lack of a for lack of a better word or term. Um, yeah, I was in downtown yeah. Chicago. I didn't feel unsafe. I didn't feel like I was going to get carjacked. I, I mean, that's not I mean, that, I, that's not really what I'm getting at. Um, I do just feel like some of these cities, law law and order, and Trump has tainted that phrase to no end already, and which is unfortunate. But I do believe the may, the mayors and need to step up and. And be and take that mantle away from him, and actually not not clamp down. I'm not talking about sending people out there with riot gear and batons and just beating, beating the crap out of people, but to show the presence, do policing the right way. This is the opportunity. It's not the This isn't the time to to have police tuck their tails in between their legs and run back to the precincts. It's to it's to get them out in the community and doing what they need to do, and the prop, doing it in the proper way. Um, and I'm no expert on police reform. I don't know what that looks like, but there's got to be a better way than just neutering their power for the sake of neutering it. So you can put out a press release saying, oh, well, guess what? I've stopped them from using tear gas or I've stopped them from doing X, Y, and Z as crowd control tactics. Um, that's just not, I don't feel like that's going to really do a whole lot of good in the long run.
1: It, it is a particularly difficult um... Problem in that <clears throat> the the method by which you would usually use to control such such a uh, crowd or protest is also um, the the thing being protested. Does does that make sense?
0: Yeah, yeah, I at, understand at that.
1: Least, at least um, as a as a uh, fig leaf at the, at the very worst, right. That they're assuming there are, there are pure intentions by some there, they are protesting the police who are then also the group charged with uh, maintaining order while they protest. So it is a particularly uh, touchy situation as it is. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think it does present an opportunity if done, correctly where, um, everyone could potentially benefit, but of course we're, we're kind of like, um, well, I don't remember who it was said about, but we never miss an opportunity to miss an opportunity these days. And, um, we it's not being handled very well. Yeah. I would say
0: across the board.
1: Right. Yeah. No, from I, pres-
0: from the president I, all I, the way down.
1: I don't think. I don't know anyone who I've talked to who is like, excusing the the vandalism of, you know, the breaking of businesses, breaking of businesses property. Um, And so uh, maybe there needs to be a louder sort of outcry about that. But I do think it is just kind of people that have hijacked the movement. Um, kids who may have too much time on their hand these days, and, and just don't don't give a fuck, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I the the thing that I have not gone to is, and I put this in our outline is like, you know, is this Trump's version of stormtroopers or whatever SS? Or, <laughs> uh, I I think that's a bit hyperbolic. Uh, I do think that. Um, you know, anytime that the executive is forced to deploy our our troops of you know our our soldiers against American citizens, it's never a good look. And yeah. um, in this case, it's particularly uh, questionable, given that it seems like um, a lot of these these troops are not particularly well marked um, and and may be operating sort of outside their jurisdiction um, or ha- or have been g- given liberal license to sort of, you know, if they're there to protect federal property, how far does that extend? Can yeah. You, you know, um, and so fortunately we don't really have – any sort of check, or people who can answer that question at the moment of you know what are the grounds by which um, you are or you are issuing these these troops out there and and I believe I don't know if the House has tried to call anyone yet House Judiciary, um would that be who who handles that I don't yeah
0: know. yeah House and Senate Judiciary
1: I don't know and I know the Senate won't call anyone so.
0: Uh, well, this will, they, I mean, like, it'll be an interesting thing to
1: sort of untangle um, during the Biden administration.
0: Yeah, I mean, a letter was sent by, I think, the entire Oregon delegation to the uh, Department of Justice IG to find out, like, uh, to answer a lot of these questions. Well, we know about IGs here. Well, we is. know, but, yeah, but we know about IGs, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, I mean, but, you know, I think... I guess I understand in the abstract that these 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 officers are out there without their without any identifying marks especially not their names but I think that's that's bullshit. Cops should not be afraid of reprisals against them or their families. They they're supposed to be identifiable. That's why police officers have badge numbers and wear name name plates on their chests. It's that's why in the military when you're out killing ISIS, you've got your name on your uniform. I mean I just think it's. Yeah. I think that's ridiculous, for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I so I mean you know, and I, that does not help to sort of lower tensions when. Yeah. It, um,
0: it alleviates nothing.
1: Exactly. When you've yeah. already got a group suspicious of um, law enforcement. Yeah. That then gets this thrown into there, and it just doesn't help. I, I, I don't know, I don't believe that, um, you know, Trump came up with it himself because I don't think he's, he understands the levers of government and the executive to know that that was an option for him. I, from what I understand, they're, they're basically refocused DHS employees, um, which, uh, um, you know, they're federal law enforcement officers in DHS, which means that probably Bill Barr has some say in what's been going on, mm-hmm. which wouldn't surprise me. Um, but yeah, so it'll be interesting to see when Bill Barr testifies in the Biden administration, what sort of um, executive uh, authority he was operating on when, when and and sort of what the, the uh, legal memos look like that, that sort of outlined this policy. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it's certainly, I think becoming one of those things and I don't think it's working as a, as a campaign strategy. I think, you know, I think it's, it's that effort to get the, the suburban moms, right. um, Who might fear for their, their town safety it's a kind of get them to come back home yeah. where they were kind of key in getting Trump elected in 2016. And I personally don't think it's, it's working. I don't know if you've seen any, any evidence.
0: No, I mean, all the poll numbers that are out is that Biden's just wiping the floor with Trump now in pretty much every state that Trump needs to win, uh, if he wants any hope of running for or, or winning re-election. And then there's plenty of, um, you know, anonymous reports out there that they're the Trump administration is already trying to identify scapegoats as to why they lose in November for when they lose in November. Uh, so they oh, have yeah. some the blame.
1: What, what are
0: some of the leading
1: um, options?
0: I haven't I haven't I don't think they've really gotten into it. That's oh, all yeah. been a kind of rumor and innuendo that they're going to start trying to identify those type of people or those type of reasons, I should say. Mm-hmm. Anything just to show it wasn't Trump's fault. It was somebody else's fault. Um. Got to protect uh, that ego. Yeah. I mean, you've got people, it's funny. I mean, they're obviously going to blame people like the, the Lincoln project people. Um, yeah. The dissension within the ranks of the Republican party. Um, Liz Cheney, who has been just receiving all kinds of crap from some of her colleagues, her more conservative colleagues, because she's been speaking out against Trump on a lot of things. Um, you know, I just, it's, it's really funny. And, they're attacking, you know, Dr. Fauci all the time, still, even though they say they're not, even though Trump says he's not, but his his aides are, and which Peter is Navarro. really the same thing. Yeah, uh, yeah the Peter Navarro stuff. Um, so they're they're trying to they're they're trying to find ways to blame others for Trump's shortcomings as a leader and his inability to win reelection, um, or seemingly uh, seemingly inability to uh, win a reelection. Um, that that you you said something in there that that I
1: wanted to ask you about when you mm. said you know Liz Cheney has has been taking sort of flack from her more conservative colleagues yeah.
0: the free, um, mostly from like the freedom caucus guys
1: yeah i mean given what a lot of those guys have sort of defended in the trump administration and backed i mean liz cheney has probably a more solid traditionally conservative record oh, at yeah. this point than they do
0: yeah Oh, yeah. Well, I think it's just a classic case of, you know, she's a neocon, or at least they view her as a neocon because, you know, because of her father. Um, And they're the populists, and they want to be more insulated when it comes to foreign policy. They, you know, it's, there's ideologues, there's ideologies within the Republican Party, and those factions don't necessarily like each other at all. They'll, they'll play on the same team for as long as it's convenient. But the moment that it becomes uncomfortable, they'll, they'll start hacking away at one another. Um,
1: yeah, I, I think, yeah, my, I think my point was just that like, I, I wouldn't necessarily call like Jim Jordan more conservative than, than, um, oh, yeah, I would I would say he's, you know, maybe more, um, pop, like you said, populist or yeah. more uh, uh, Trumpified, but it, it, uh, it just
0: goes to show just how screwed up, um, there's no true definition of conservatism anymore. It's, yeah, it, I did. it really is. It fits your narrative when it's convenient at this point. It's no longer an actually defined ideology or or, or set of principles. It's just sort mm-hmm. of... I saw Ted Cruz said something like, the future of conservatism will be
1: populist and libertarian. And I was like, um, can you be both? Yeah. Uh, uh.
0: The libertarians just want to be left the hell alone. Right, you exactly. Know, they, right. You can do whatever you want, just don't impress you know your shit on them. That's what they want at the end of the day. Right,
1: right, yeah. So, uh,
0: whereas we, populism we, is, we're going to do what everybody thinks is a great idea, right. no matter how horrible Dumbness. the policy is.
1: <laughs> right,
0: right. it polls well.
1: Uh, well, now that we're talking about Republicans and conservatives, and well, let's let's talk about um, uh, the the race and and mm-hmm. you know. Biden and his campaign, yep, um it's I guess the only thing really left at this point is who he's gonna pick for his v p, yeah, and he said he said he has four black women, was that who he said four black
0: yeah there's
1: the total number of people being considered at the moment are four black women
0: i don't think so there's a there was i think i told you earlier there's a a, an article that politico ran either yesterday or today and they were trying to they're running down a list of all the possible people and i'm sure some of them are being vetted for sure because they wouldn't just run these names randomly right um and i think it was seven or nine names i can't remember now uh, but it's a good article, and it's the reasons why he should pick one of these people, but also the reasons why he shouldn't pick the, these people. Okay. And uh, some of the surprises on that list were like Senator Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin, um, who, uh, you know, no offense to her, but she's one of the most useless members of Congress. Uh, I mean, really, her mantle is that she is progressive. She comes from right. a swing state. Um, she's won statewide reelection. Um, in that state um but she doesn't other than you know pushing the the, the talking points like medicare for all and and uh, a few other things she's never really done anything she doesn't have any big accomplishments to her name so i just I, even when she was in the house of representatives i, I just I, I don't get it um yeah. and then the typical ones like Stacey abrams was on there kamala harris karen bass um keisha lance bottoms uh, Tammy Duckworth is somehow made the list, and I think that a lot of that has to do with um, her going, you know, toe to toe with Tucker Carlson uh, in recent weeks. Um, yeah,
1: I mean, she's also a service background, in, yeah.
0: Combat and yeah, combat vet is in a wheelchair because she had her legs yeah. blown off and I part mean, of her
1: hasn't, arm. Hasn't? I don't think she's probably done very much legislatively.
0: No, I mean, she is. She's. Imp- I think she's impressive as a person. Absolutely. Um,
1: had a yeah. had a child at like fifty.
0: Yeah. I, I mean, she's super impressive. I just, like I said, from an accomplishment standpoint, I mean, and what good, what good does getting a, a you know, a senator, the junior senator from Illinois on your ticket do right. for you?
1: I yeah, think. exactly. Tactically, it doesn't do much. Yeah.
0: It just doesn't make a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. So um, who do you think it should be? I, I know, I wanted to just say, I don't think it should be Susan Rice just because I don't want to deal with Benghazi ever again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Susan Rice was on that list too. Yeah. And actually I think uh-huh. they brought up Benghazi as a yeah. reason not to pick her. And I think Um,
1: that could could actually be something that people who are somehow still on the fence mm -hmm. would be like, "Uh, I don't know. She was, she, she got people killed in Benghazi, even though I don't know that, you know? um, So I'd prefer to avoid her, but do you have any, did you have any sort of preferred, is it still the
0: same? same Uh, I'm still thinking Keisha Lance Bottoms, mayor of Atlanta is is somebody that he, he should pick. Okay. Um, you
1: think they could win Georgia if they if they um, if if he picks her?
0: I honestly think they have a better chance of winning Georgia with her than they do if he if he were to pick Stacey Abrams. Yeah, probably. I just I, that's what I think. Um, I think. Funny you know, how that works. I mean, she's yeah. done more
1: Stacey Abrams, though, right?
0: I mean, has she though? She was you know she was House Minority Leader in the State House. Like that's all she's ever done. Well, she's led Atlanta
1: through a pandemic
0: that's Keisha. That's Keisha Lance Bottoms. Oh, no, that's what I was talking about. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah. She's done more than Stacey Abrams. Yeah. Oh, oh, yes, yeah. I mean, I mean Keisha Lance Bottoms is is leading a major American. She's a chief executive of a major American city. Has done a, a pretty damn good job um leading through COVID. I mean, I'm sure she's had missteps just like any other mayor. Uh, she's gone head to head against a Republican governor who has kind of fumbled this thing um for a while now. But um I think uh I think she's a I think she has a shot. I mean, I don't know. I think it, they're gonna have to decide if her if the experience is, is good enough to be um, you know, a heartbeat away from being president of the United States. Yeah, that's what I was
1: gonna say. I mean honestly. Does, does she that's... have
0: the experience to be exact, you know, the chief executive? And and he's and Biden has said he wants somebody who would be ready on day one to be president. So I mean it all makes sense. But uh so my same
1: friend who worked at AMA had an interesting theory uh, that he like, he proposed this to me um, the other night. And I was like, that's actually kind of genius. He said, he thinks, and, but he thinks Biden, he'll never say it out loud, but he thinks Biden is saying to, um, to some of his nominees, he said, I'll, I'll govern for three years and then I'll resign. And then you will be, have a year, Before, um, before the next election to, to lead the country, uh, to ensure that, you know, like a couple things, like if it's a black woman that like, look, black woman can lead America through, through, um, the times, and and then they will also be an incumbent, so it's hard to defeat an incumbent, and then they can run twice. And so he's he's like, if the Democrats were smart, that's what they would do. And I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know that the Democrats are smart, <laughs> and, and it seems a little too uh, too like um, movie Hollywoodish for it to happen. But um, I was like, you know, that actually would be kind of a smart play, uh, you know, especially since Biden would be like 81 or 80 when that, mm-hmm. happened, that year three. Um,
0: yeah, but that's the, the same people who are saying that Trump's going to resign before November so that Pence can be at the top of the ticket and have a better chance of winning or right. something like that. That people were saying right. that several weeks ago.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. all these things are too complicated for people to to sort of execute.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I totally believe that uh, I, I, I'll take Biden at his word that he's only going to serve one term. Um, but to just resign before he's not that type. I don't think he's that type of guy. He because you can't just run for president and say, oh, I'm only going to do part of this, but yeah, I I think
1: that like he would actually be doing sort of a greater service by doing that because he could almost maybe guarantee like 12 straight years of, or um, yeah, 12 straight years of like democratic uh, uh, white house tenure, you know, by saying he gets three, then she gets one and then she runs twice and gets two more terms, you know, of course that all depends on, um, no more
0: pandemics or how the economy goes or, or other things that, right. Control. Right. But, um, cause, cause all of, those uh, X factors are amplified if, you know, if he wins.
1: Right. I, I, th- I thought it was kind of interesting, but again, I don't think it'll happen. Um, so, uh, yeah, just not Susan Rice. That's all I, I'm really, Really. And again, be smart. But again, I don't know that the Democrats are that smart.
0: Yeah. We'll soon find out.
1: Yeah. When is that going to be announced?
0: Apparently in the coming weeks. I mean, everything's kind of gotten thrown out of whack with no actual conventions. I mean, of course, they're going to do all virtual. But um, I mean, that's the thing, too, is, you know, Trump is screwed. He can't have his convention in Jacksonville now. He couldn't have it in Charlotte. Now he can't have it in Jacksonville He's not going to be able to try and get crowds, you know, throngs of people to, you know, hoist adoration onto him. Um, Right. Not that that was going to happen in the first place, because I really doubt a lot of people were going to go to those conventions, even if they were going to be held live. Um, But, um, yeah, so it's all kind of gotten through. The timing's gotten all thrown out. So, I mean, Biden can introduce or uh, announce whenever he feels like it at this point. There's no um, ceremony. Yeah. He's probably just like, Protocol, let's let him, he's let
1: him self-destruct as much as possible. And then mm-hmm. the moment he starts to have something positive come up, we'll announce and suck away all the ox- oxygen from yeah. him for, for a week. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I guess, I guess we'll see soon. Although I don't imagine Trump will stop self-destructing anytime soon. So maybe it'll be further away than we think. Um, yeah. But hey, sports are back. Kind of.
0: <laughs> at least for like another week. I, I'm I'm just waiting for this whole Miami Marlins thing to just tank the rest of the Major League Baseball season. <laughs> it's gonna, ha- I have, it's gonna happen. I mean, if, if they've now they're up to four cases, five, four or five. No, I think they're um, at eight. fourteen. Oh, they're at fourteen. Yeah. Oh wow, I misheard that number then on the news. Yeah, yeah I think it's. I think.
1: Can you just like make the Marlins forfeit until they, or they just have to play with like minor league players until they? um,
0: Because now you're gonna, now you're you're running up against the cases where the teams that have healthy players are like, I'm not playing, I'm not going to Miami, I'm not playing Miami, right? They don't even want to be in the same field as those guys, probably. I will say it's been nice to to watch. I mean, the,
1: the Premier League's been back for a while and 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 Bundesliga and we've watched some soccer but Mm -hmm. it's it's nice to have baseball back and um, even if the stands are empty and they've done a good job with the broadcast and basketball is coming back and um, I think by the end of this week NBA is starting and then hockey starts so um, we'll see how long all these things actually take place yeah Uh, but you know the opening day the Nationals Juan Soto, they're probably their best, best everyday player now. Um, he, he contracted uh, or he was tested positive for coronavirus and they had to bench him and he's out. He's been out every game. They played four or five games and this in a, in a 60 game season, like, yeah, that's like missing, that's like missing like three weeks or, or, or a month in a regular season. Um, so it kind of, it, it's kind of interesting to, to follow all this stuff from a new angle and with all these new rules. Um, so I, yeah, it's, I've actually found myself in front of the TV more over the last week. Um, but yeah, I think you just, just kick the Marlins out of the the league until they can get everyone healthy and make them forfeit and then, and then come back. I don't know. I'd hate yeah, to it's see. Not,
0: it's not like they're, they're contenders play. or anything.
1: Right. Um uh I mean, you're a Braves fan. Have you have you been able to to catch the Braves?
0: No, I mean, cuz I, I do have the an MLB TV subscription. I just haven't sat down to watch any of the games yet. I've mm-hmm. been following it like the highlights online just to to see how they're doing. They got um, crushed tonight. They got crushed by the by the Rays. Oh yeah, they got murdered. Um I did see Dansby Swanson hit a home run in the first inning though. Yeah. I think last time I checked it Good was course. like What's I don't that? Know, I I think last time I checked the Rays had like ten runs I think it was like ten to two, and I think it it ended fourteen to something I don't know yeah whatever. it was not a good outcome not for a the good race. no not at all but um I am having I mean, I'm happy that that's happening i'm really I'm curious to see how this is all gonna affect football in the uh, in the fall um college football test run um hockey i'm gonna I'm kinda curious how that's gonna work they're playing you know they're only playing in two cities Toronto and Edmonton um so all the teams are gonna be playing in the same arena right. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how that turns how that works out for the playoffs. Um, yeah, I I'm, mean, that's a, that's, that's probably a
1: sport that's going to be most similar to football with like hitting and like probably a lot more like contact fluids flying everywhere. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not, I personally am not optimistic that football, or at least college football will be played. They might play pro football and, but I
0: don't know about college. Yeah. I think it's 50, fifty 50 at this point and declining every day. Thanks, America. <laughs> I just want to have go a, get a haircut. I just want to have a light hearted episode for once. <laughs> instead of just
1: shitting all over people oh, and, all the time. If Biden wins, then you know America's gonna be sunshine and rainbows and we can talk about um, you know, all the fun stuff. Going to, going to going Vegas. About. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you mentioned MLB TV. I'm going to transition to our what we're into now. Um, so I have T-Mobile um, as, my, as my cell carrier, and they have this thing called T-Mobile Tuesdays where they give away free stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the other day I checked, and on Tuesday they gave away a free year of MLB TV, and a free year subscription to The Athletic. Um, So I definitely signed up and it's great. I mean, MLB TV is great. I can just play it off Apple TV like it's on my TV. I don't have to watch it on my phone. Um, And Athletic, I've been wanting to check out for a while, which you may or may not know is um, a sports dedicated periodical that took a lot of writers from ESPN and major sports illustrated and, mm-hmm. and local papers as well. And so,
0: yeah, I got um, a subscription. Oh, okay.
1: So, you know, so yeah, I mean, that's what I'm into. Uh, that's, I thought that was really cool that T-Mobile offered that offered that as part of their, um, T-Mobile Tuesday. So for you T-Mobile Tuesday fans, uh, you have until August 4th to subscribe to MLB TV. And we're looking at you T-Mobile to sponsor our
0: podcast. <laughs> I am a big fan of the Athletic because they well they took away they took all the best uh, Braves beat writers from the Atlanta Journal Constitution, uh-huh. uh, like Dave O'Brien is one of my one of my favorites. I like all, like the way he writes, um, and a few others. So I immediately got a subscription. It's not expensive; it's pretty cheap, um, which is why I'm sure yeah, t like was able to do it. Yeah, yeah. So, what about you? What are you into? Uh, I'm into Fear City on Netflix um this is the Tell story it's a docu series about how basically the mob can like their golden years were actually the 70s and the 80s when they owned new york new york construction sanitation um everything um and uh i think it's it's a short docu series i think it's only like 6 or 7 episodes i'm only on uh episode 3 but it's super interesting i've always loved any story movie about the mob um any it's of the crime you're... families because <laughs> i'm greek um so check it out. Fear City on Netflix. Um, really interesting. They talk about, all, they they play all the, a lot of the wiretaps that the FBI was able to gather. And I think kind of right. the interesting thing when they were first trying to build the case, the FBI was first trying to build the case against the mob back in the 70s. They were wiretapping the indi- individual families and members of each individual family until they started hearing a buzzword. And that was the commission, which was the five families, the head, the bosses, of the five families who would meet together and kind of decide which family would do what you know what racket and all that so mm-hmm. that's when they focused on wiretapping the commission instead and that's how they were able to get all five families uh, under one rico case um as headed by uh u.s attorney um u.s district attorney rudy giuliani hmm. um back then um, when he was still sane when he was still sane and thin interesting and, it's really yeah, it's really good so far. I'm I'm I've I've watched three episodes in in 2 days. So I'm going to keep uh keep going on that Fear City on Netflix.
1: Wonderful. Well, I have to go wrap presents for my daughter since it's her birthday tomorrow. Happy so
0: birthday, Olivia. Should we say Nora for now? Yeah, we should, man. This is fun. Follow us on Twitter at, at @brospolitics and listen to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Uh, Howell, thanks for the good convo, pal.
1: Yeah, looking forward to more doom and gloom next time. <laughs>
0: uh have birth happy birthday to your daughter and, and your Bye. son. All right. Later, man. All right, later. Bye.